reach out, touch someone, but not literally, like digitally. <laughs> that sounds dirty too. Well, <laughs> I kind of that's kind of how it goes on okay. this podcast. Welcome to Mercy in the Mans, episode three. There was such a rousing response from the handful of people that listened to this <laughs> that were begging for more episodes. So, well, we're we're live from the bunker. We're using backup equipment, or we're stringing it together with string and wire. We got two cans with a wire in between, and a somehow I routed that into the computer. So, pretty much, you're yeah. probably gonna uh, pick up the sounds of a storm that. Looks like it's coming in. Yeah, we did the smart thing, which is um, right when you're ready to start recording a podcast, you turn on the dishwasher and the washing machine, and it starts raining loudly outside of the window in the room that you're recording in. So hey, that's life. Yeah, it's real life. Yeah. Well, we're alive. Um, so I guess count blessings. We're alive. As far as we know, we don't have coronavirus. As far as we know. Um, I may get coronavirus from how many freaking coronas I'm drinking out of boredom, <laughs> but. Until then, uh, I see no reason to stop. No. Uh, funny thing is that we were going to, we were talking about episode three being uh, the episode that we were going to talk about how it is to travel as musicians and, and what goes into um, traveling for gigs and all that. And I guess it kind of starts with that, but it's definitely not going to be a music-related podcast so much. I mean, it is if you want to hear about two musicians um, cry the blues about how all of our gigs and <laughs> livelihoods went away. Well, let's start, though, how you were. You were in Chicago when some of this started. So should we even say the date, what the date is today? Today is the 22nd of March? Yes. Yeah, the so 22nd of March. And we have, it has been... One Eight. week. It's actually been one. <laughs> I wanted this. I wanted to do. It's been one week, but it's actually one month. Just about. Yes, but it's been a week that we've been holed up. Oh yeah. Uh, shelter in place. We still like each other mostly. We do. Yeah. I love. No you. big fights. No, we haven't had any fights. Yeah. Nothing that qualifies. We haven't even had a disagreement. I think we might have raised our we voice. We might once. have a disagreement right now. No man. Well, <laughs> that's the content that people come here for. They crave it. So, when were you in Chicago? So, I mean, I'm I'm addicted to the online universe. I mean, I Twitter is my newspaper. Um, so, you know, like, I've known about coronavirus and, and everything for about as long as anybody who pays attention to, like, online <laughs> spaces does. Because, you know, I mean, China didn't really like come out and say this was happening right away but you know i think people have known about it since like december maybe late december or something like that well it's starting to come out that some people even go are thinking as far back as november yeah well i'm sure it's been around for who knows how long but they started it started getting talked about as something that was spreading and could potentially be a problem in december but i you know being uh american <laughs> uh you know, I'm I'm guilty of being like, well, that's a thing that's happening over there. Like, same with like Ebola and Africa and whatever else. Like, if it doesn't hit our shores, then then I think 
you know, I think people probably in most countries, that's why we're in this predicament now, Italy and everybody else. I think people are, are sort of guilty of being like, well, that's a Chinese problem, so uh, onward and upward. Um, and I had, uh, at the end of February, I had uh, a pretty cool but, like, significant stretch of travel um, where I was in Chicago uh, working with Rock and Roll Team Building, my buddies and Shout out to my buddies in Rock and Roll Team Building, <laughs> Kieran Gribben and all those folks. Um, we were doing a uh, corporate event for United Airlines, which is also now in dire straits. <laughs> um, and then I was supposed to go from Chicago, basically come back to San Francisco for one night, and then head out to Cabo San Lucas with you to play a wedding um, and we were in Cabo for four days. And the funny thing is, is this all coincided with just about when people in America started to take coronavirus somewhat seriously as something maybe you should think about. And I'm sitting there going like, well, do I do I travel? Like, there's a lot of money on the table that's not going to be coming back if if I don't go do these gigs. But then you realize like, this thing's starting to take off in America. I'm about to go through how many airports and be on how, how many air, you know, airplanes and rental cars around and how many people around how many? Yeah, I mean, the United. I mean, I read an article about. I mean, I mean, it's the problem with the stuff that happens, right? Is you start getting the disaster porn where they they write in depth articles about everybody that dies until there's so many people that are dead that they don't anymore. I guess, but. uh you know, you start to read those articles, and you're like, "Well, sh- <laughs> what do I do?" Like the, and the, I'm talking about days, like days leading up to to taking off. Right, and see, I don't remember hearing really a whole lot of it. I think, I don't even think there were cases in California yet. Uh, if there were, they, were, I mean, we weren't testing, but you started to, you started uh, the the well, stuff, right? But I mean, there there weren't any. It it, it was um. Like, we saw a couple people wearing masks in the airport. Yeah, it I wasn't mean... A, uh, it wasn't a thing. It was more a thing, like, in the, like I said, in the online spaces where I was reading about it. And, and sort of from people that I, I trust with this kind of stuff saying, like, hey, this is a thing that's probably going to end up being a problem. You know, so I was at least aware enough about it to be like, oh, I should wash my hand. Like, you know, take the basic precautionary measures but but you realize like you're you're really faced with a pretty hard choice because i think people would have looked at me sideways if i had said hey this thing's happening and i i'm not going on this trip anymore oh absolutely you you would have been the alarmist and everybody would have just rolled their eyes at you i'm pretty sure about that yeah well nobody's rolling their eyes now (laughs) no kieran uh kieran um Gribben from Rock and Roll Team Building and um, the the business manager of Rock and Roll Team Building. They were in the states. They they live in Australia. They uh, are on a fourteen day lockdown quarantine um, back in Australia because Kieran has a newborn and you know they basically they have no idea what they were exposed to. So they're locked down for fourteen days. So I don't think anybody's um, taking it lightly at this, at this yeah. point. Well, so we got back from. Cabo because we flew down to Cabo together kind of had what now I'm thinking of as our last hurrah for quite a while because we did have fun 
Yeah, no doubt. While we were there. But um, this stuff was on the back of our minds and come back to what we feel is going to be. I mean, let's see. Next month is going to be the year anniversary of us coming out with Mercy and the Heartbeats. We were looking at the calendar and starting to get disappointed that we couldn't take every gig that was coming our way because we were already booked on some of those dates. And yep. so we're like, oh, man, we're hitting our stride and we're we're going into the season like feeling super confident and super great and and looking for a place to move into. And, and we can afford this type of place because look at the money that's going to be coming in. And um, I mean, just really flying pretty high. <laughs> Yeah, man. All things considered, you, you, we were finally maybe starting to feel like, hey, we can relax a little bit. This seems to be a sustainable business. So I think we've done what we need to do, and we can maybe somewhat uh, just filed our LLC. Yeah, we just started. <laughs> just filed our LLC. Yeah. <laughs> I even when we when I mean, obviously, it's just been the two of us, and we talk. A lot, but when we are actually sitting here talking about it like this, some things kind of like hit, and all of a sudden now I want to cry. I'm trying not to. Well, I think it's one of those things. It's like I, I don't know. I've I'm gonna screw this saying up, but it's something like you know, um, some weeks last a decade, and some decades last a week, or some something like that. Where I, I think for us, it's a bit of, um. Uh, like whiplash, you know, because it feels like everything, even though I've been reading about this for, you know, however long, and then it starts to kind of become a reality right around this trip that like, oh, this is something that's, you know, uh, maybe should we should be concerned about. To like, it felt like in a matter of days, like all of our gigs for the next two and a half months were off the books. Um, we're like quarantined or like not quarantined, but like sheltered in place, you know, cause we're in California. Bay area really was one of the first in the nation to shelter in place. Then the rest of the state caught up and then other parts of the United States have started doing it as well. But it felt like that all happened in a matter of days. And then it did happen in a matter of days. Yeah. It happened in a matter of days. You and I were, uh, preparing to move into like, I wouldn't call it our dream home because we weren't going to own it, but it was really like, as far as location, space like ambience everything that you want in a in a place to live this place had it and we had to walk away from that because you know you're looking at two and a half months at least without any income from your main business and you start to like have to i guess at, think like an adult which i hate to do like uh you know i like to f i like to just make the decisions that feel right and and in my gut and and figure it out later. Yep. Yep. That's how we got here. <laughs> well, we kind of both do that, but um I guess to some extent, yeah, I felt I had to be the voice of reason this time. It wasn't even the voice of reason. I mean, we you saw I was in physical pain for days and but had no symptoms that really like made sense but I was physically like agonizing over I think this and the second that I took it off of our plate as hey let's just not do this <laughs> let's let's 
let's make the decision to not struggle from the get go. Um, because not only are we juggling the business stuff, but we're juggling the personal stuff. We're juggling our relationship. We're juggling. We're supposed to get married, and I've lost. I haven't. I haven't even even been keeping track because I don't even know if we're getting married anymore on the day that we. Right on the cusp at the <laughs> beginning of, beginning of June. I don't know if anybody knows if if you know. I mean, like we said, the next two and a half months. All our gigs through May, pretty much, other than a, a few public ones that may still be postponed or moved, are off the off the table. And yeah, and the reason I brought up the the you know the sort of like process of deciding to walk away from this lease was that we had to make we were doing this all under like in the first few days of being um, sheltered in place because that's really what prompted all those gigs to go away. I think everybody right. was sort of like crossing their fingers that that it would be that somehow we'd avoid where we're at now but yeah you know the second they did the shelter in place order like all these places well now you can't have a gathering now you can't have gatherings at all right. but it went from like a no more than 250 people to like no more than 100 people to no more than 10 people well that takes every every gig we do off the table so we're you know locked down in this you know tiny apartment with a five-year-old running around we get like maybe a couple hours a night to ourselves to talk and we're having to make a big decision about this living situation having to make you know decisions on gigs and and everybody's trying to reschedule and you know you've got dates flying at you you know um which i have to admit i didn't manage very well because i've never done this before i like in all the years of doing this you know, you've you've had things come up where like maybe a gig gets postponed or canceled. Very rarely, really. But I've like, only had one wedding call off because they called off the wedding. Well, I mean, I was thinking about the wildfires, right? I mean, California's had some pretty bad wildfire seasons, right. and some of that has has affected uh, wedding venues and stuff up in up in Marin, uh, Napa County, or whatever. But I've never seen anything that just wholesale, no matter where the wedding was, no matter who it was they're just all gone like i've never i've never experienced that no and so we're doing all this is happening in a very small window of time where we don't have the luxury of like really being able to to sit and get organized and talk freely about it and um yeah i don't know i guess yeah that's i mean that really did seem to happen it i know it happened in over the span of maybe three days but it felt like it just happened all at once well, we had multiple and, things happening, and know? then and having to, and then as as easy as our as our Roxy love is <laughs> trying to to juggle that while trying to maintain a household of you know not not letting her take on all our stress and anxiety and our fear and trying to be like this is gonna be fun, you know or. I don't know. Not be phony. We haven't been treating her like everything is great, but um, yeah, we we just didn't have the space to really like be in it, and some of it's just kind of like starting to hit me now. Yeah, there's all that, and you know, you're. <laughs> we played one last gig that we took for uh, a friend's band who had somebody in the band that was ill. And couldn't do the gig, and we weren't even really sure if we should be doing the gig. I mean, it was definitely 
somewhat past where I felt comfortable doing it. And Way I think, past where I felt comfortable. Yeah, and I think between between the trying to figure out the living situation, managing all the band stuff, going really going back and forth on whether we should still do this gig that we had taken. Um, like we had physical symptoms of like stress and anxiety showing up. So then we're wondering like, do we have coronavirus? And how do we know? And right. you know, it was a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, I was checking my temperature every five minutes on the way to the venue, and I was like literally dry heaving because I was so nervous. And so then not only was I nervous about, am I sick? Am I feeling weird? Am I, you know, um, just the way I was wrecking my body and I was punishing myself so much because I was so down on myself for feeling um, that I was going to disappoint certain people and people were going to judge me because I was doing this gig. Um, God, I like, I take so much of that on. Um, and this is really, um, the last week has shown me that a lot physically <laughs> and how much I take stuff like that on. Yeah. Um, and it's been hard. Um, it's been a little easier the last couple days. I think we've had a little bit of a moment. Um, Rox has been in lockdown with us. Her dad has been um, locked down by himself, home from work during the week. But uh, we agreed that it would be okay for her to go over to him. And I, I think we, God bless the families that don't have that option to have a little break from their little one. Um we did, and I kind of needed that to kind of regroup and get my head on straight and feel like I could, like, go into this week a little stronger. But, I mean, even navigating that, there's no blueprint. Like, right. obviously, you're, you, you're not going to go out of your way. You're not going to purposefully keep your daughter from seeing her, her father. No. But there's no blueprint for, like, how to handle this kind of thing. I mean, you, you trust that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing in his space and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing in our space. But it really is like everybody I think is just trying to f like feel their way through this. Right. Um, you know, and it's true. It's like we, yeah, leading up to that gig so much, so many physical symptoms of stress and anxiety. <laughs> but then I, I have to say like, then I felt almost guilty because I'm on stage and I'm having a really good time because there's a part of me that knows like, this is the last time I'm probably going to get to do this for, for months. Agreed. And, and Again. I felt, did you feel it on stage? Did you have, I don't know why I keep wanting to cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, there were moments when um, yeah, I would forget. And then I'd feel guilty. And then, But it felt so good. And, you know, um, and it's helped that you and I have done these songs at home. And we've just done the one or two. I didn't know. Did I? Do I really need an audience? <laughs> is, is, that, is that my? Is that my? Uh, my downfall? Is that my? Um... I do. Eventually, I need one. I miss the stage. I really miss it. Although, I mean, it's hilarious that we're doing this gig, and there wasn't a there wasn't a high turnout. There was a birthday party that was committed to coming, and that's kind of why we were there. Um. Also, it's an awesome new venue, and the people that run it are great, and we wanted to to come through for them. But, you know, it's like there's tons of space in this venue because there's not that many people there. And yet somehow people are still packed together in their little pods 
and I had somebody come up and try to grab the mic from me, and I don't know if I I don't know if we're, we should cuss on this podcast or not because I don't know if they listen in front of kids, but I let's just say there were some working words that <laughs> that, that came out of my mouth. It was like, like the, are you are you freaking kidding me right now? Yeah, like he's freaking. Yeah, that was I didn't say freaking, but you understand. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Uh, th- and that was part of the problem. That's when I felt guilty. I was really enjoying myself. And then I started to feel guilty when I realized that, like, part of the reason that we uh, have to do this stuff is because people like that don't take it seriously. It's like there's all this space. There's all this room for you to stretch out. You, you could easily maintain six feet, of, ten feet of space from each other in that venue with that number right. of people. And this guy's dancing with somebody and trying to come up right up to the stage and grab my microphone. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to bust somebody's chops up in here right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen it a lot. I've, I've, the, that's when I've been the most angry when I, when I'm here trying to entertain a five-year-old and keep some normalcy for her. And I'm trying to take on, um, a role as teacher that I, swore even having had a homeschooled background I was not interested in homeschooling my child so I'm like I'm here following you know or taking precautions and people that are grown-ass men grown-ass women can't follow these simple instructions and are putting me in a position to be out work longer to have to school my child longer (laughs) I think that's scarier than anything. Um, And seeing these people out on the beach or where they're like, oh, I don't care. Or, um, well, I know this person. And so I'm just going to, you know, wash my hands. And it's like, that's that's not it. That's not what it's about. It's not about you. Everybody keeps saying, like, I'm pretty healthy. I, I do this. I do this. It's not about you, yourself. It's about that you're possibly exposing other people, even if it's not um, Corona even right now. Like there's no way for someone with just the flu to get treatment because all the resources are taken up. So I have a a girlfriend right now. Her daughter is a toddler and she's um, just spiked a horrible fever. They took her to the, the hospital. They immediately wanted to put her into quarantine and she's, having to fight for her and say she does not have to go into this isolation quarantine. She's just got off antibiotics. She had an infection. And it's it's for that, like for people that aren't even just taking care of themselves and keeping from spreading other stuff. Right now is just not the time for anybody to be sick with anything. We don't have the resources. And that's what's just making me so mad is that like, how many times did you tell me I should call a doctor last week? because of how I was feeling and I refused to because I was like, there's no point. Uh, more than once, <laughs> less than a hundred times, I'm guessing. Somewhere but in between there. Because, you know, and I was managing my symptoms and, and I, I really do feel a lot of it was was emotional and, and mental. But, um, you know, here's this little girl that is is horribly, horribly sick. She's not even a year old. She's fighting 104 temperature and... And who knows if it's just because someone was just like, oh, I went to game night with my friends. I, but I know where they've been and I know what they've been doing. But we just don't even like need that. Well, that's when you, you realize how much messaging matters. Um, you know, going back to like what I said earlier about like 
even even me being guilty of not even me like I'm above it all but like you know I it, like admitting to to sort of looking at like oh this thing's happening in China so it's not really my problem you know what what did we hear about this thing from the get go like oh you know the only people really at risk are like old people or people it's with just like a really bad flu or like people with like pre existing conditions or whatever. You know, you get right. that gets put out there. So then anybody who's like, well, I'm 22 and I'm, I don't and I don't have any underlying health issues. So, like, why should I stay home? Why should you know what I mean? Like when you put that out there first, that gives everybody the excuse they need to like. And I don't I think part of it's like obviously human psychology of not wanting to face the reality of like. What's actually happening or the gravity of what's actually happening. But right. you give people that that door. You crack the door open so that oh, they yeah. can, you know, walk through and basically, you know, be like, well, why should I not go to spring break, you know, just because uh, of this coronavirus thing? Like, even if I get it, I'm I'm just going to – it'll just be like a bad flu or a bad cold or whatever. Right. I have to admit that at the beginning I was kind of like, oh, I just wish that I would get it sooner than later and that way I'd just be done with it already. There yeah. was like that little thought. Well, but from then, what I've read, you don't want to get yeah, this, even yeah. if you get no, the mild symptoms. I, let me just clarify. I do not want it, but I have to admit that in the beginning, they're just like, it's a really, really bad flu. And I'm like, well, let's just get this over with and like be done with it. Um, but since not only have we had our gigs be canceled, not only do we have to walk away from a lease that we just signed, but we stagecoach, which we were going to for our bachelor bachelorette, was moved. We can't go now because hopefully gigs that we do have on the calendar are still happening and it it, it um, overlaps with now the new stagecoach um, dates. But we were still going to try to do our getaway. We had like, what, 16, 18 people going with us to party and hang out. Called that off. Um, so if these stupid dumb people are out there doing this and I'm not able to go have my fun. Like that's when I start like getting mad. And then the fact that again, we're in this weird place, like we were going to send out, we were supposed to go get our marriage license. Like now, yeah. well, my, my it's not even over. We, so even if we wanted to go to the courthouse right now and get married, we couldn't. Right. We also can't. like my, not that I'm going to be using it anytime soon, but stupid little things like my, my passport expired. And I kind of left it to the last minute. And it's like, they're not, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not going to be totally <laughs> gonna be using going to it anytime soon. But little things. Uh, my buddy, my I don't buddy, even know what, my if buddy we should lost send his out invitation. Sorry. I don't even know if we should send invitations for a wedding yet. Yeah, I don't know. That's a conversation we still need to have. I guess we're <laughs> having it now. Um, yeah, I mean, my buddy lost his wallet yesterday. And I'm like, well. You picked an opportune time to to do that because I don't like, and I'm being sarcastic. Like this, like nothing right. is operating as it normally does. Like life, nothing is 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 normal right now. And yeah, so I I don't know to wrap up your thought. I think it's yeah, it's really frustrating to to see people not. I mean, the 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 first trip to the grocery store that I took to like stock up for the shelter in place, I was walking by a guy who j who coughed. Like in the produce aisle, with no nothing covering his face, didn't put his hand up, and I'm pretty sure he thought that I was gonna freaking karate kick him into the into the mixed greens because I I gave this this man a, a death stare that I didn't know I was still capable of, you know, because it's just like how do you how how 
tone deaf could you possibly be? First of all, it's rude anyway. Right. Cover your mouth. If you cough in public, I know. cover your damn you mouth. Hear how, you should hear how I am about my kid. My, my kid, poor thing, doesn't, she sneezes or coughs. She immediately looks up. And walks to the bathroom and start and and gets her little stool. You hear the stool. It's so funny, like because we don't actually watch her anymore. We could we just hear it. We hear the stool go up, and the ABC song start right away because she sings the ABC song while she washes her hands. But like she doesn't even like. She is so thoughtful about that, you know, to the point that the one or two times that she hasn't because her hands have been full or whatever, and it's just such a shock to all of us because she's so good at it now and she's five so don't like make my five-year-old make you look like an idiot um you know and speaking of that like it's this has been hard because I am a person that doesn't really like to have routines because (laughs) we didn't get into the music business to to be to be in routines well right exactly I like kind of flying by the seat of my pants I tend to do well about that and there's something about having a schedule because then if I don't follow the schedule, that stresses me. So if I don't have a schedule, how can I get stressed? Um, but I've realized that Roxy does well with schedules. So I did try with her help to have a schedule in place for a routine because I know myself, though, that I can fall into a funk if, like you've noticed, like I got to like at least attempt curling my hair or putting on a little makeup and for rocks it was like okay this is what we're gonna do today and we're gonna have some kind of routine throughout the day and what I stuck to that for like three days (laughs) I'd call it a win (laughs) but you know not being able to know if we go anywhere it's different when you can't like oh let's go to the park play on the playground or let's go to the library or whatever I mean you can go to the park but now you can't go on the playground they've closed them all which makes sense. The playground is all metal and plastic. It's <laughs> just like, you know, conduit, apparently. Coronavirus can live on these things for like three days. So Well, unfortunately, the thing that seems to keep her attention the most is freeze dancing, which is great for me for like two, three minutes, but girlfriend likes to do it for like a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'd watch the same movie over and over again, back to back, if you let her, so... Yeah. So we're going into this week. I've been sad. How many Today weeks is sad. it? I feel like it's been a year since I've been outside, or like well, not since I've been outside, but since I've seen people. Well, we did the that live Instagram. Um, did we do that on? We did that on Thursday or Friday, which was funny because that I'll, I'm going to take full credit for that because you, you did should. not want to do it. That's true. And I kind of had to just force it on you. Because I think it, you were that okay. Maybe that would have led to an argument because I was starting to get kind of, kind of, pissy because I was like, it's just the two of us. Rox had gone with her dad. I needed some kind of outlet. I like being social, and we just again flew by the seat of our pants and we had a great time and people enjoyed it and had fun. And then we've done a couple songs since then. Uh, we did a bro hang last night. <laughs> <laughs> You did a bro hang. I was just there by default. You did girl hang last week. I did have a girl hang with the loud and inappropriate moms. Uh, we had a wine night. Uh, I tried to FaceTime one of my friends and she wouldn't pick up. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's going to be listening to the podcast and she knows exactly who I'm talking about. Um, but I want to do more of that. I want to do FaceTimes. I don't care what we look like. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you're, your hair is a mess. I don't care if you're in your PJs. I don't care if your house is a mess. I just want to see you and talk to you and, and stuff. Well, somebody who craves face-to-face contact, like I, you know. Face-to-face contact? Yeah. <laughs> Not like direct contact, but I don't like talking on the phone, you know? Like, I, it's, I, I'm one of those people. Like, I, I'll meet you for a beer or a coffee or lunch or whatever and sit and talk for hours, but uh, to talk on the phone is just feels like a chore to me. And now, like, but this has made me crave, like, like I was so I was almost embarrassed about how excited I was to see my friends' faces on on my computer screen last night, you know, and it's just Cute. everybody sitting in front of their webcams and we're watching a movie together or whatever and chopping it up and um being, the most awful movie yeah terrible ever. movie as we as we normally do, but you know just to like be silly and see each other and it was like it's um it was amazing to me how uh like rewarding that was like how nourishing that was just to be like oh it's my friends that's right i still have friends right. and uh you know i've seen these articles and people talking about like oh this might be the new normal like we're really gonna have to get used to a, a much more like digital space and i'm like forget that like human beings are are wired to be social and i don't know when we're we get to go animals. i don't know when we get to go back to normal i don't know I'm not a scientist. I hope sooner than later, obviously, for both our business's sake and for our I want to have a wedding. Sake. Yeah, for our sanity's sake. But like, you know, I I I am full throatedly rejecting the idea that um, that this is some kind of new normal. Like, that I don't care how digital things get. Like, people need to be able to go sit in a room together and drink a glass of wine and you know celebrate and do weddings and funerals. I mean, think about. I mean, not to be too on the nose here, to be dark about it, but like, you know, how many people are not able to to celebrate the life of of somebody that passed away right now, and when are they going to be able to do it? You know, yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, it's so many things are are just, I don't know, I don't want to go t- too far down this path, but I'm just saying, in the short term, everybody you know needs to try, including me, who doesn't in- normally enjoy doing it, but. <laughs> set dates, you know, like FaceTime dates or Google Hangouts or Zoom or whatever and like get one, two, three, four, ten of your friends and hang out and catch up and like don't like fight the the urge to like curl up in a ball and close the blinds and try to sleep through this whole thing. It or if you need to curl up in a ball, set a timer. Because I did that for myself. Oh, that's a good one. I did like I I have to admit, I I was like I looked at I didn't want to get out of bed. I was feeling really sad. I was feeling depressed. I'm feeling scared. Um, you know, and what does this mean for us as a business? What does this mean for us going forward in our lives together personally? What kind of what is this what kind of mark is this going to leave on my kid? And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to just let myself marinate in this for 10 minutes." just allow myself to feel all the bad and the sad and everything. But in 10 minutes, I'm going to get up and take care of things. Yeah. And that helps because I mean, I I know that people say, take care of yourself and self care and think on the bright side and be optimistic. But for some people that are like me that aren't always optimistic and have a little bit of 
you know, err more on the pessimistic side. You just got to have be able to allow yourself to also feel that just as much as you're supposed to feel all the 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 good and and everything. Um I don't like when people try to tell me that I can't feel that way. No, sure. And I, I don't mean to erase that. I guess I'm just saying like as much as you can fight against it, do that and and if you're going to give into it, do what Jackie just said. <laughs> But also, I mean, it's a good reminder, actually, you know, I think that one of the unfortunate side effects of this whole thing is going to be um, mental health. You know, Mm -hmm. if you got friends or family members or loved ones or whatever that, you know, um, are prone to depression or anxiety or struggle with that kind of stuff, like I would also highly recommend reaching out to those people and trying to maintain contact. And if you are one of those people, I would also highly recommend um even if it's hard because it's always hard for me to reach out or ask for help i don't like it um but try to fight that and ask for help if you need it or or to talk or whatever because we're all like f- for the first time that that i can remember in a, at least in a long time we're all in the same boat yeah like this this thing is affecting everybody doesn't matter what background you have doesn't matter you know, like how rich or poor you are. Well, sometimes it matters how rich you are, but you know, like all of humanity is sort of in the same boat, more or less. So right, and there are some resources. I mean, I only know for me personally and for you personally, but we have also continued um, uh, our th- personal therapy. Um, luckily, we have therapists that have. Um, uh, graciously offered to have phone call therapy sessions. So we've done our weekly check-ins. I, I missed this week. Um, but you still had yours. Yeah. I had, um, one last, last week. Um, and there are therapists out there that, that will do it. Um, and some are even adjusting the sledding scale more for us. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> folk that are, uh, out income right now. Or- um, yeah, let's just put it that way. I mean, my my therapist who um, has been a godsend. Uh, you know, I, I have to admit, uh, I haven't been able to pay her the last two sessions, and I skipped this session because I didn't feel right having another session, not having paid off my last two. And she was just kind of like, "Don't worry about it. That's what's keeping you from it. Like, that's not an issue." And that's really hard for me. To admit, I mean, this is, you know how hard this has been for me. I have never not paid off my full balance of my credit card ever in my entire life. And here at 40 is the first time that I haven't. And it's scary. It is scary. But, you know, again, it's like take an opportunity to shout out all the hourly, hourly wage workers and self-employed people and bartenders and waiters and waitresses and venue owners and sound engineers and musicians, actors, actresses, like the list is, it's a huge swath of people that are not able to work right now and not able to, to apply their craft. And, um, I don't know, like hopefully there'll be some, um, solution or at least some help coming soon because, yeah, we can't. We I can't. Mean, yeah, this won't sustain. Yeah, none of us. I mean, this is not the time to go out and try to get a new job, first of all. <laughs> and uh, second of all, I don't think any of us really want. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm not giving up my music career. 
Like, I, it, it may be temporarily on hold, but when this thing clears, I'm hoping that we'll be right back to celebrating people's weddings and playing corporate events and whatever. Like, I, I don't know what the landscape's going to look like in the short term, but I imagine anybody that, like, people that bartend or even waiter, you know, waiters and waitresses, people that do these jobs, they enjoy. I mean, not everybody enjoys it, but a lot of people do. It's like right. not everybody can code. Not everybody can work from home. Right. You know, I mean, well, I think this is one thing that you and I were talking about, too, in that it's been good for us to do the 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 couple songs that we've done while we've been here to remind ourselves that we love doing this and we love singing together and we love performing together. Um, and we need that. We need that together. Um, but um, what was it that I was going to say? I lost my chance. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to keep myself from crying here. Let's be honest. Um, but um, I guess the frustrating thing that we've been talking about is, and it kind of goes back to where we started in the conversation was we were on a roll or we felt like we were on a roll and are not being at a, a place of success right now in this moment isn't our, from our own doing. No, I and I was what we were talking about. Yeah, and I I was thinking about this the other day, and I'll 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 shoehorn this in here right now. Like, we came out almost a year ago, April what April eleventh, thirteenth, thirteenth was it eleventh? I'm gonna look it up. Oh, anyway, the point is like it was April of last year that we debuted this band, and I was thinking, you know what I'm gonna choose to be thankful for is that we're not debuting. We didn't debut the band this year. <laughs> We at least at least had a year of success and growth, and when we, uh, when things stabilized, thirteen. Oh wow! Well, I should never question your memory. Really, it's like <laughs> living w living with an elephant because of your memory, not because of anything else. <laughs> Elephants are smart, loving creatures. They are. Yeah. No, I'm I'm choosing to be thankful that we didn't um, try to debut the band this year because, you know, uh, I know some people that started businesses. And just started rolling them out, and then this happened, and it's like, what do you, what do you do? Like, we at least have all of our promo done, and and gigs that we've, you know, we can point to. I mean, we have a measure of success. Like, we're not an unknown quantity. Right. It's like I feel for the people out there that are that finally kind of got it together, and we're rolling their business out, and it's like the whole world comes to a screeching halt for months. You know, like, what do you do with that? Yeah. I know. Well, not to be morbid, I was the one that was like, I wonder what the suicide rates are going to be. Probably not great. You know, um, and I. So I was saying, reach out to your loved friends and loved ones, you know, like this is the t this is the time to not be too um, proud on either side of it, to, to be too proud to ask for help and be too proud to reach out and check on people, you know. Right. Well, like I said, I've had some really great, I've had friends that like, I have to admit in the last year, I was never one to make friends of people that I meet on gigs because I felt that they only know a certain part of me. Um, and But I think now that that's always been that I've only shown a certain part of myself because I've wanted to keep people at arm's length and... um some of like the people that have reached out to me most are people that I've re that I've met in the last year that are like, hey, just thinking about you, want to check in on you and see how you're doing, and that's meant a lot. 
a lot, lot. So yeah, there's a few people I owe phone calls to right now. Actually, <laughs> <I'm> thinking <laughs> about it. So if you're one of those people and you're listening, I did not forget, and uh, I I'll call you this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I talk to you all the time. Well, yeah. You don't have to call me. You're it's my okay. f- you're my favorite person to yeah, talk to. You're my favorite. Well, we've been loving up on each other. I mean, figuratively. And and and, liter- <laughs> and literally. And, well, and literally. Yeah. But well, um, I mean, it's you find out real quick. I think this is know. a good way to know that that um, yes, I am definitely still marrying you. Yeah, <laughs> I think you. Yeah, I would imagine you find out pretty quick whether. Um, yeah, we also want to know what the divorce rates are going to oh be. Man. Yeah, I imagine right. some relationships are not going to survive. I'm wondering if some of the weddings that have been postponed and they don't get married right now that are actually still going to go through. I hope they do. Well, I hope I'm they do for, for everybody. Well, I hope they do for more than one reason, but but I mean some of some of my thoughts go to that, like how many people are going to get married this year and go into this and then realize like, "Oh god, I can't stand you after being stuck with you for a week," <laughs> you know? Who knows? Yeah. Add a kid to the mix. Whoo. You, you know, you lose that built-in um built-in space when one or both partners are not going to work or going to school or you know whatever right whatever the uh, routine is other social outlets and stuff i mean we are in a teeny teeny place yeah it's not big no joke i don't think people like we sleep on a pull-out couch (laughs) ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and i have to tell you i was really looking forward to, to moving my actual bed into an actual bedroom with a door and like a closet and you know i mean yeah, just to paint a picture, we are in a one bedroom with a no backyard aside from a little slab yeah, kind of patio. patio thing. Um which we haven't one bathroom. we haven't invested in 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 really making it uh like a, a a cool space to hang out because we weren't planning on staying here. <laughs> right. So I didn't run out and get like patio furniture and a table and stuff to like be able to sit out there and drink cocktails or whatever. Right. You know, we didn't invest in it. So and now we're <laughs> But but yeah, we we sleep on a queen pullout bed that usually is uh, also joined, and we're b- joined by Roxy halfway through the night. Usually, all three. <laughs> Me in the middle. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Well, it's very cozy. I try to push myself all the way to the side to give you as much room <laughs> as possible. Well, should we leave it at that for now? And probably. I don't know if any of that was coherent. Uh, hopefully we didn't offend. I don't know what I said. Hopefully it didn't offend anybody. But yeah, I don't know. Ha- we the just wanted to. People that love listening to this are yeah. gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is just I guess more of a check-in episode and event, maybe a uh, just a way for us to get back on on track of putting out content. You know, like I said, we're really f- thinking about everybody out there and feeling for everybody that's um, having their lives disrupted, no matter how they're being disrupted you know i mean i'm i'm happy for my friends that are working from home um but i've talked to them and they're miserable that they can't go out and be social you know so it's like everybody's you know being hit in one way or another just thinking about everybody and feel free to reach out to us if you have if you have requests for songs for us to to cover yeah you know on instagram or whatever else or if you have um requests or or questions you want us to answer on the podcast you know we're trying to figure out ways to um stay productive and uh and creative in this time and hopefully we can 
I, I don't know how entertaining we were today. I didn't feel very funny, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully going forward, you know, we can uh, entertain you a little bit. Certainly, if nothing else, entertain ourselves. Because I need to be entertained. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I love you. I love you too. And I love all you people out there in podcast land. You said that you found me, but you 